Calm down, calm down. Yeah, there's still twelve, 12 games to go. It's it is it was looking it was looking better than it was. Uh well still still twelve games to go. Pete, how are you on, on your and you went on your little your travels yesterday? Yeah, not too far down the road, uh, to Nottingham. Um but uh, mate, I'm I'm still struggling now. Like I've I'm picking I picked up injuries that I didn't think I had at the time. You know, you know we just go absolutely mental for like ninety five minutes. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, that that was like that was full on aggression. Getting, you know, it just honestly the emotions that I think every fan went through. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it during the review. Like every fan in that stadium and, and watching as well on TV went through during that game. That was just a, a whole load of relief uh, and re- release going through in, in that picture there. Unbelievable. It, it was a roller coaster of, of the game, though. It, it really was. Like, um, and we, we will get we will get into describing it. But uh, you met you met a few people along the way as well. People uh, people might remember uh, in the shape of Dave and Mister Door. Is it is Ben? Isn't it? It is Ben. Yeah, it is Ben. Yeah. Um, the, honestly, Dad, I have to say, um, you know. These two guys uh, are amazing, amazing people. Honestly, they made me feel so welcome. I was there. Um, I was going to meet a few friends to go into the into the away end with, but um, they said, you know, come and catch up with us. And it was really weird, but just by chance, I bumped into Ben because he was going to meet somebody, and then he he took me around to where the Nottingham Forest fans mix, and it, it was a great atmosphere. Um, Dave was there. It was obviously Dave's birthday, so happy birthday to Dave. Apart from oh, yeah. the result, uh, he, he did say he had a good game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but they just made it feel so welcome. Um, uh, and it was just amazing. They had the music decks on outside one of the pubs, and the, the vibe was really good. And then, um, and I didn't manage to get a picture because I was just so like in, engrossed in the conversation. Gary Neville was having his interview with Sky right next to us. Um, <laughs> And I feel sorry for, for Ben because they were only interviewing Forest fans. So I was kind of putting my hand up going, yeah, you want to speak to a Newcastle fan? <laughs> he was literally like within that two yards of me just recording. Um, and Dave got interviewed by Gary Neville. I don't know whether it was shown on Sky. I haven't watched the whole show back yet. But he, Dave got interviewed wow. by Gary Neville. Um, and um, ben, was, ben had just missed out. 
I mean, he was he was he, he was he was gutted because everyone was waiting for Ben, but he'd just gone to meet someone, and by that time he'd um, he'd already chosen his people and and got off at that point. But um, yeah, we 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 had a good chat. Um, I did a little bit for for Ben's channel, get predictions. He tried to get me to say up the forest, and I was just like, no. But apparently, other Newcastle fans that he'd interviewed had actually fallen for it, and I was like, you're never getting me saying that on there. But yeah, anyway, the vibe before the game was just great, really, really good atmosphere. Cool, cool. I wonder, um, and then we, we will move on from your your uh, day trip uh, slideshow, people. I because I saw Ben was with uh, Adam as well, and you met Adam too as well uh, on your your travels. Yeah, uh, Adam was there. Adam was one of the lads that was uh, that was in and around yeah. that, that atmosphere um, before, and I actually walked round to the way end with Adam, uh, so we were just chatting just about things in general. Cool. Um, as we're going towards the game, look at like look at the team lineup because it had just been announced and all the rest of it. Honestly, Adam's such a great guy, really, really great guy. We know we've had him on the channel so so often, but you know, just to meet and have a chat with him was, was really nice and, and walking to the way in with him. Cool. All right, let's get down to business here. Uh let's talk a bit about the game and let's go with the lineups first. So the the lineup was as follows. Um yeah, I suppose big news beforehand. This is a lot of news beforehand, a lot of rumors, and uh, this this player, that player was meant to be missing, but uh, Miggy was definitely missing, and injury is for six weeks. It was it talked about three, three weeks before the game, but um, Eddie Howe confirmed afterwards uh, six weeks that Miggy would be off for. Coupled with, with the injuries to Gordon and potential now um, ASM, because he, he mentioned hamstrings and, and ASM, so I don't know mm -hmm. if that's an injury uh, or, or not. That he mentioned that after the game. But um, any big surprises with the the, the team, uh, Newcastle's team, Pete? And here's the Forest team as well, actually, uh, for anyone wanting to know playing for Forest. But uh, any, any, any surprises? Um, from a Newcastle perspective, no, I've got to be honest. Um, I fully expected Murphy to start. We talked about it on away days. Um, it was, I think, if I'm right, thinking that was the team that we had out that I thought would start the game and should start the game, if I'm honest. Um, from a Forest perspective, though, Dave did mention that Cooper does have a knack of telling you one thing and doing another. A little bit like how sometimes as well. Um, in the... <laughs> Brennan Johnson not likely to play, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, uh, I was around yeah, was. Ben and, and, and Dave when the, the lineups came up and they were all kind of just like laughing out loud. Uh, they were they were almost saying he's done it again. Cooper's done it again because he, he um, you know, he, he put Johnson into the team. Um, but they made a few changes. I'm glad they did because I'm sure we'll talk about why one or two of their changes influenced the game for us. In a positive way, so uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get onto that. But yeah, the Forest team—it it, it was what it was. I'll be honest with you, Daz, and, and I think you, you might well agree with this: is that I wasn't bothered who they played. Our team yeah. was good enough to win that game anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, same for me. I, I wasn't expecting um, Brendan Johnson to start, so yeah, that that what did did um, throw a bit of surprise. But look, let's let's get into the game. Uh, first that kicked off. Uh, Ayu ta tackled straight away, really, on, on Char. Bad one for me, but the ref you know, gave nothing. And that, was, that continues on to the game. Uh, you, you'll, you'll hear about that a, a bit further as well. Five minutes in, chance for Willock uh, just wide. Um, Forrest were playing uh, dirty, really. Yates had put in a few uh, interesting tackles, let's say, on, on, on Willock. Uh, and uh, and uh, Shelby liked to put in a few tackles as well. Here's one of uh, Shelby on uh, mm. Bruno. And... Uh, what did, what did Shelby say after? 
Quinjen. He, he didn't like uh, Newcastle. Uh, his his old uh, colleagues Quinjen. Uh, he didn't realize they're going to be Quinge as much, but uh, it was said in 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 good form, really. A bit of banter, and he was going into um, talk to the lads after the game, after the result. But yeah, fully focused on on Forest, like he should be. And, and uh, go on, yeah. No, I was going to say, what did you think about some of those challenges from from Shelby? Because he did put a few of them on on Bruno um, did, more so yeah. than anybody. Like, what did it? What did it? What did it look like to you guys watching on TV? It looked it looked looked rough, you know. Uh, and a different referee, and he was getting a yellow card early, and he'd have to uh, tone it down a bit. But he did he even pick up a yellow card in the game? I can't remember now because he definitely didn't didn't uh, in in the early stages of the, definitely in the first half. Because even the the commentator said and uh, Shelby with the yellow card, and then, then they correct themselves. Oh, Shelby doesn't have a yellow card. They were even surprised themselves uh, that. Um, he didn't have a card, a card at that stage, but uh, then um, on a yeah, actually, just before I move on, uh, great interviews at the start of the game as well with Shelby and, and Wood. Um, I'm not sure if you got, got to watch it back, be that yeah, I haven't I, I haven't rewatched it now, but uh, it is it, it is worth uh, watching uh, watching again if you can. But yeah, on 11 minutes, um, free kick from Trips, um, Isaac got a touch, uh, Regan Ruddy, uh, deflection off the bar, uh, 25 minutes, Bartman. Pretty, pretty poor, shitty back pass, uh, and Dennis ca- capitalised and put a, put the ball over over three Newcastle players, including Pope. Potentially, Pope should have done, but Botman should have definitely done better for, there for me. Uh, but uh, I think Pope could have done more as well to try and and uh, save that one. But what was your thoughts on the the Forest goal, Pete? The Forest goal. Uh, I just remember, I just remember Botman playing that pass back and going, "Oh shit." Yeah. Like that was kind of my reaction to it, and just praying um, that we that, that we didn't concede off the back of it. Look, I, I can't take anything away. It's a nice finish from Emmanuel Dennis. Um, you know, it was probably the only way he was going to score score the goal. If I'm honest, is that little dink. Um, it was the only way because I think Botman came back and covered Pope's other side quite well. Trippier was on the line. It was the only way he was going to score, and he scored. But again, again. <clears throat> We've gifted a team a goal. We gifted Wolves a goal on Sunday. We gifted Forrest a goal um, on Friday. And at that point, I'm thinking, literally, I was just hands on head, like, what is going on right now? Because we were up. We were up. We dominated. We could have been 3-0 up before they even scored that goal. It's crazy. But, um, look, the one thing I'll say is, and look, it will reign true when we, we continue talking, is that I was always confident that there'd be more chances in the game for Newcastle to score. Yeah, and then and if, if, you're any, if any good at lip reading, Burns said the same thing. What the fuck is going on? Um, at one stage. But yeah, uh, 34 minutes, uh, long stuff, uh, hit the crossbar, the kind of deflection hit the crossbar. Uh, Newcastle creating chances, but not getting the breaks, and the ref was not really helping in, in, the, in this game and uh, at all. Uh, then, uh, up, let's get bring us forward to the, the 46 minutes. Uh, Will a cross and an Isaac goal. Uh, let me get my little little Isaac goal. Boom. Um, and now I, I can't even remember it now at this stage. I, I have because I haven't watched it back since. I, I remember the the first goal. But uh, oh yeah, hang on. Uh, yes, how could I forget yeah. this? This. Oh yes. Uh, this goal was class. How he stretched and uh, pulled that back. Uh, absolutely class. Great ball in from, from Willock actually. But uh, thoughts on, on that one, Pete? You know what? It was a really well-worked goal. Um, and look, I, I think, I don't know whether some of you guys in the chat would have seen this, um, but 
it, it was a bit of a masterstroke. Um, and we'll talk about individual players in a second uh, later on. Um, but it was a bit of a masterstroke from, uh, from um, Eddie Howe again, because what he did, he switched ASM and Isaac. He put Isaac on the left just before halftime and he put ASM as a, as a central striker. Uh, and so what that allowed is that ASM came deep, he won the ball. Um, uh, or Sorry, Willock won the ball. There was a bit of a one-two between them. Um, he puts Willock through. Uh, the the ball from Willock is outstanding. I have to say, Willock is really he's added that to his repertoire recently. Is that his ability to cross the ball like that? That little dinked raised ball into the box that people can you know run on the end to. Um, he's really developed that in his game. He did it three or four times in the game, um, and they're really really good crosses. Uh, brilliant cross, but. There is no one else on that pitch that could have scored that goal like Alexander Izak. If ASM was playing at the left wing and he wouldn't, was running onto that ball, even he wouldn't have scored that type of goal. There was only one man on the pitch that could do that, and it's our man, our, our Swede, um, Alexander Izak, and it was a brilliant, brilliant goal. No, hundred percent agree, Pete. Um, and I saw something on Twitter today as well about like uh, um, the Incredibles, uh, you know, Elastigirl thing was has uh, Isaac with that stretchy leg uh, going to, to get that. Like, oh, oh, you're right. Only he he's the only one on the Newcastle team that could get get a foot to that. And, and um, two points there. Um, if you have heard the commentary afterwards, that uh, um, how played. Uh, ASM in the middle because he, he was feeling his hamstrings and he played Isaac left because he can, can play there uh, and also after the game um, they were trying to take it off as in like Carragher ne Neville or they were chatting and uh, yeah no, he, he said he, he meant it he, he, he was placing that ball uh, there so quality goal he's got he's, he's Understand that now. Uh, right, half that brought us to, to half time. Well, uh, one all going, going in, and really great time to score that the, the equalizer there, uh, going into the break that really kind of dampened uh, Forrest a bit. On comes Anderson, then, and ASM comes off the link to that hamstring strain or whatever it might be. Um, and 48 minutes, then Anderson's volley great volley, actually. Actually, when he came on the pitch, he was he was uh, he was. Unreal, actually. Uh, great save. Uh, then after that, multiple corners for, for Newcastle. Uh, on the 58 minutes, Shelby had two shots for Forrest. Uh, Bruno had on 60 minutes. Bruno had a shot that was saved. Uh, then next then on 64 minutes, um, bit of magic from from Isaac as he was ended up. Uh, well, he was actually sitting on the, the the ground when when the ball came back to him from deflected off the long staff, and uh, he put the a cross in for Anderson. Anderson put the header, uh, bottom corner. What we all thought too when Newcastle, this is it, this the dream is back on. But VAR intervenes and uh, rules it out um, after a long lengthy look at it. And of course, uh, uh, actually just. You have to feel sorry for Anderson in this situation as well, as well as ourselves. But uh, th thinking he scored his first goal for Newcastle, uh, Tierney went to the, the VAR and ruled it out. What well, your thoughts on the decision from from the ref there uh, and VAR, Pete? Um, right in front of you, was it? Was it? Yeah, it, it was. It was right there. Um, the the Elliot Anderson um, goal um, goal that was ruled out. Um, I just thought it was a lovely piece of play. Uh, we were really kind of, you know, penning 
Um, Forrest back at that point. Lots of good stuff coming down that right-hand side. You know, Murphy, brilliant again, really pushing and being very direct. I loved it. Trippier getting forward, almost like um, neglecting his defensive responsibilities because he was trying to drive us forward to get the goal that was going to win the game. Um, lovely ball through from Bruno. Breaks to um, to Isaac. Isaac's on the floor. But if you watch it back, how quickly he just gets up and just whips yeah. around with his foot. Just a little flick. Works a space. Ball with his left foot, by the way, to that back post. And you know what? That that Elliot Anderson header, it just reminded me of Alan Shearer. I don't know if it did anybody else, but Alan Shearer used to score headers like that all the time. Like right on top of the, of the centre-back or the defender, right at the back post, gets up high, over him, bang, into the far corner. No keeper's going to stop that. And he was superb yesterday. We, we talked about him at the Liverpool game when he started. He, you know, he didn't look at the races. He got dragged well, once we had the red card, and rightly so. He looked the part. He really did. He really stepped up. Great finish. Um, I've got to be honest, Daz, for all of the VAR stuff, I missed. And the reason why <laughs> is because for each goal celebration, I lost something. So I had the keys <laughs> in my left pocket, my phone in my right for the first goal, I lost my keys. Uh, I couldn't find them. I was like, but when I finished celebrating, I checked my pocket, it wasn't there. My phone was there. And I was like, I'm not getting home. Like, what is going on here? I asked everyone around me, have you seen keys? Have you seen keys? I got to the guys, because I was right next to the staircase. Um, and Newcastle fans being Newcastle fans, they don't sit where they, they should. So everyone was standing, but in the build-up to the first goal, in, in the staircase, I lost my keys. There were seven rows down at the front. So as I'd celebrated, my keys must have gone up and there was a surge forward. It took my keys seven rows in front. So I managed to get my keys back like five minutes later. Um, yeah, Where are the keys? It, it, it was, honestly, it was mad. For Eddie Anderson's goal, I lost, I, I lost my keys again. Okay, three rows down. Um, but in, behind the seat somewhere. I have no idea. So I was panicking again, looking for my keys. I can't find my keys. So all that VAR stuff afterwards celebrated, I missed. And when I found my keys, they just ruled it out. And I was like, oh my God, like, I nearly lost my keys and like, didn't find them for a goal that wasn't even given. I wouldn't mind <laughs> a point if, the, if they had, if it had been given. But yeah, so that was that. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about the winner separately. Cool. cool. Well, I look, at least you found them, Pete. Um, yeah, but the goal was ruled out. And on we went, trying to in search of a winner. Um, next up was 79 minutes, uh, Murphy, a miss from Murphy. Uh, 83 minutes, a shot from Isaac. Richie comes on, uh, Murphy comes off. At this point, I'm thinking, where is Wilson? What is up with Wilson here? Why, why are we throwing Wilson on here to try and get the, this winner? But uh, Eddie Howe does explain that he didn't train during the week. Then up on to 91st minute, handball, um, and a penalty awarded to Newcastle. Um, so at this stage then, well, I was there, I was in my notes, I was writing an exact penalty, not knowing what the result was to be, but Trippier has the ball. And everyone is kind of going, Trippier, and even Sky shows uh, Trippier's um, record from from uh, penalties where he's placed them before, and of course he gets out uh, all the in the year from the keeper and and everyone else trying to put him off. But uh, no, 
Then when it's time for the penalty, he hands the ball to the man himself, Isaac, who silences the crowd and uh, puts the ball in the back of the net. Uh, uh, Isaac, here he is. Again, uh, yeah. 2-1 Newcastle. Uh, the here, here, Sorry. There we go. There we go. There's Isaac again. So, uh, thoughts there, Pete. And uh, I know the thoughts where everyone was in the same position. I know I was there standing up, waiting for, waiting to kiss the telly as, uh, as the, the net bulged to, 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 for, for that winner. But uh, your thoughts in uh, the crowd, what did you lose at that stage, Pete? Oh, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm, uh, you know what? You just celebrate with anybody. Anybody, you got people like hugging you, grabbing you. There was another surge to the front. I lost my phone. My phone was four rows down at the front, like uh, face down as well. So I thought I thought I'd smash my screen. Luckily, fingers crossed, it was it was okay. Um, but we were just going absolutely mental, like it was crazy. Um, and just in front, so Isaac goes into the crowd to celebrate with the yeah. fans that surge forward. Um, because there's a little gap and fans can access that bit. And then there's like a little white post that you can pretty much sit on that separates you from the, the stadium. It's not great um, for safety features, but he comes in, all the fans are, are jumping in and we're just going absolutely mad. There's a huge surge. And we're just thinking like, this is, I mean, look, we should have had a goal anyway, but to get that goal the way we did the last minute just meant everything, honestly. Um, it was just a massive, massive um, period in which we, we, we won the game. Um, I felt really bad for a, there was a little boy that got caught up in the surge uh, forward. And when it all kind of like uh, died down a little bit, he was crying, bless him, and the stewards were kind of helping him. And uh, what I loved about it is like they're helping him when he's crying, but he turns around to the away fans and he's like, come on! And like tears rolling down his eyes. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> because like obviously bless him he's only a little lad probably about uh, probably about seven or eight like he's, he's a really young lad mm. top off the lot like he's going mad <laughs> like he's loving it um uh, it, it was a, it was it was great honestly um one of the best away in <clears throat> and to get that win the way we did um we deserved it before then but to get it that way just meant literally they were not getting back in the game. They knew once that penalty was given, once Isaac put it in the net, there was no that going was back from that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Pete. I know my video is stopping and starting, so apologies for for that. Uh, but um, no, it was it was absolutely amazing, and uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't believe it at that, that stage. Like we we come back from from the death in in the, the Wolves game, and we do the same in the Forest game. We don't have to make it. Uh, um, Easy, difficult for ourselves, really, uh, and uh, yeah, but that that was that was uh, uh, amazing. And look, at, then we, we let's cut cut straight to uh, the the team photo because I know I was I was uh, getting my photos ready for for tonight, but I was waiting for this team photo to come through, and here it is. Yeah. We waiting for, for now we we've we waiting for so long for them, and now we've got two in a row, uh, two victories in a row. Absolutely delighted, and uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone buzzing, um, and that, that that leads us into the international break. And of course, the, new, the, the anyone that's not gone and uh, be playing international games, they're gone to Dubai at the moment. They flew out last night. I think they touched down in Dubai today, and they're good to go for the training camp. But 
the other interesting thing, and we, we uh, may know, I'll, I'll keep that when we go talking on the table. Let's go straight straight to the the results. Before we do, Pete, your overall overall uh, thoughts on, on the game. Um, I've got to be honest, as um, I was really really impressed with, with, with the performance. I thought it was a really good performance away from home Friday night against a team that hadn't lost since September in their home ground. Uh, the atmosphere was built up before the game. They, they, there was a there was big kind of like crowd and atmosphere and chance before the game. But, you know, we played our part the way in. We silenced them for long parts of the game with the singing, dancing. Lots of people have said it was really loud on TV. It was like deafening where we were. But the boys did it on the pitch. They continued to press them. They continued to create chances. Um you know, with all the players, with all the talk of Miggy and Gordon and and question marks over Callum Wilson, um, we still put in a really good performance and we still created chances. These players that at times we've discarded, Murphy, for example, you know, Ellie Anderson, well, he needs a loan, he's not ready for first-team football. These guys have come in, Matt Ritchie as well, come in, the three players you would never think would come off the bench have influenced the game, all three of them. I, yeah. I, I was impressed with all three of them. And we continued to play the way we wanted to play, even with those players in the team. And I can't help but be really proud of the boys because that's the kind of performance that other teams in previous years would have maybe slipped up in, in, in this crucial part of the season. We haven't. And that should really give us massive confidence to go on into the last section of the season after after the international break. But, but what do you, what, what what was your assessment, Dad? What do you think? No, no, I, I absolutely del- delighted with the result. You know, like um, I said, the the Wolves in the first game were most wins for us for us to maintain any kind of hope uh, towards uh, top top four. And and it's great to see others uh, fumbling a bit along along that journey. Uh, so so it g- g- gives us uh, the chance. You know, we are in the drivers. It is in our own hands now, uh, but uh, a, lo- a long way to go yet. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, like players that you wouldn't expect. Like uh, I've called uh, Matt Ritchie mascot for so long, but no, he he's coming on the pitch and he's 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 doing a job. He's he's a calm head as well uh, out there. <laughs> Didn't think I'd say that for a while, uh, Richie Camhead. But um, um, yeah, the, the other thing is that's without Joe Linton as well. Uh, the, we, those two yeah. wins are without Joe Linton. We have Joe Linton back for the Man United game. Um, it is it is unfortunate we were picking up these injuries, but we just seem to have enough. I just hope that that we don't see some injuries in, in international duty now as well. Just because we, we just were on the bare bones, you know, uh, to put out an eleven or, and just one or two to just to supplement towards the, the end of the games and just try and change it slightly. But uh, you're definitely right. And, and so, but okay, let's get into the rating speed. Let's go to fly through them, uh, Popey. I have Pope B down as a 6.5. Um, I, I thought he should have done a bit more for the goal. I thought he could have made himself bigger or, or came to, to the to Dennis to, to try and um, to, to snuff it out. Because there was players behind him as well. Uh, but I'm giving him 6.5, Pope um, Pope, uh, I've got to be honest, Daz, it's another one. Like, yeah. We didn't really have too much to do, but I will say, in the second half from Brennan Johnson, he does make a really good save low down to his left hand side. That's true. Um, yeah, good save with his feet, and um, that, that keeps us in the game. It's probably one of the only chances they actually had in on goal in the, se- in the whole of the second half. Um, 
But yeah, he didn't really have much to do. So uh, look, I'm, I'm going to, for, for that save alone, I'm going to give him a seven. And I don't think there's too much he could have done about the goal in itself, just because it, it wasn't necessarily his fault. But everything no. else came and collected. He distributed the ball well, all those things well. But that, that save probably gives him a seven. And not giving him a seven because he was poor. I'm just giving him a seven because really, like, he didn't do any really anything else yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to. That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. Let's go to trips. Thought trips is a solid game, uh, and I absolutely loved the the, the shit house three or, or whatever, whatever. Like Eddie Howe said that that wasn't wasn't his idea that he would kind of shield Isaac from um, abuse or or getting uh, mind games right before the penalty. Uh, but yeah, he, he had a solid game, uh, a leader throughout, uh, and yeah, you know he he. he uh, was bombing forward there, trying to trying to uh, set something up. I need a few free kicks, of course, as well to try and. Uh, the, I'll give him seven point five for trips. Um, yeah, uh, Trippier. I'll probably say I'd give him an an eight. Um, I was really impressed with him. Um, certainly from an attacking point of view, he linked the play really well. Dominated down that right hand side. Certainly in the first half, he was he was involved in everything. Um, Really managed his player well. There wasn't really anything of any note or any danger down that right-hand side because I think he managed it very well defensively. But going forward, in the first half, he was he was involved in everything. Uh, yeah, I love that little that little low-down free kick played into Isaac. That yes, came that's that, you know that's the kind of thing that we, that I come to expect from Trippier and from Newcastle now with our set pieces trying something a little bit different. Uh, it caught them out big time, and, and Isaac was unlucky not to <clears> score. But in the second half, he drove us forward. Um, he really kind of keep he pushed us forward and demanded us to go forward um, as well. And he demanded the best out of all of our players. Um, and I'll go into that uh, a little bit later when we come on to some other players um, of how he demanded. Yeah, those standards throughout the game. So eight for me. Eight for you. No problem. Uh, let's go to the centre backs. Shar. Uh, I didn't think it wasn't Shar's best game. Um, <clears throat> and I, I'm thinking back to when I saw him playing against Forest live uh, the first game of the season, and he scored that goal. But um, uh, there's a few wayward passes at, at times. Um, oh, I'm giving I, I, I'm giving Shar a six uh, for me. Six on the right. Any reason why? Yeah, no. I'm just. I'm going back up because I, I, as I said, said before, I, I give um, a mark players when, when I'm watching the, the game. I gave him six at half time. I gave him six at full time. Um, I just thought he wasn't. There was. He he lost the ball once or twice. Uh, if if I remember. Um. So. Altogether, I given him a six. Yeah. Uh. uh I I I go. Uh, Heads up, I go worse than Batman. Okay. <clears throat> I I would agree with you. I, I think both centre-backs, that was probably their worst games I've seen for a while. Um, we still won, so it doesn't really ma- matter. But, um, but yeah, the, the, in terms of their collective and individual performances, that's probably the worst I've seen from both of them. Um, I, I'm going to give Shaw a seven. Uh, just because obviously we won the game and they didn't really have too much to deal with throughout the game. Um, but the reason why it's not any higher is because of their ability on the ball. The amount of times they played long ball passes to nobody and just gifted the ball back to the opposition unnecessarily was just not okay. 
Um, and this is not me having a go, by the way, but this is just a little something that I've noticed in their game that I think we need to eradicate because it's not necessary. We don't need to do it. And it's our overplay at centre-back. The constant playing it between themselves at the back. We know they're good on the ball, but there are times that we can really push the ball forward. Certainly at 1-0, we could have just drove the ball forward and given it to players in forward positions to get us up the pitch. And we were just continuing to play it along the back. And it, it, it can be very, very frustrating to watch. And it's like, we can see the bigger picture. We can see other players that want the ball, that are demanding it. Just give them the ball. You don't need to keep playing it across the back. If we're 1-2-0 up, 3-0 up, fine. Keep the ball all day. Let them come to you. No problem. But not when we're 1-0 down. And it happened with both players. So for me, I give Shah a seven. Um, it wasn't one of his best games. Um, but yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Sure, I get to seven for you, Pete. Uh, on to Batman. Um, I look at the positives first. Some, some excellent passes, uh, long balls as well uh, in the game, trying to, trying to get us back into it. But the negative is is the obvious, obvious back pass, uh, like a suicide attempted back pass that, to Pope, and it really, it really caught us. Like, uh, and that's where, where, where uh, Forrest got their goal. Dennis clipped it over. Um, I think he was kind of afraid as well. Then after that, um, one or two times I thought he would pass it back and, and he opted for, for a different route with the ball. But all together on Botman, uh, I'm sorry, Botman, love you, but I'm uh, going to give you a five uh, for last night. Um, <laughs> the back pass being the and, and the which led to the goal being, being the key thing for, for, for the reason why. <clears throat> yeah, um, again, I'm probably just going to stick with them uh, the same score. So I, I've, I've just kept Botman at uh, a seven as well. Um, I thought he was maybe slightly better on the ball, although he did give a couple of long ball passes away. He was a little bit better on the ball and a little bit better defensively. But the reason why I've kept him the same is because of the back pass that, that created the goal, the first goal. Um, it was poor. It was, um, you know, it was too... Um, trying to find the right word. It was, it, was, it was just lazy. It was lazy and lethargic. It was like, you know... Um, not being aware of what's around him that's cost us that. Um, and sometimes we we put we give the ball to to, to Pope too, too much, too often. We don't need to. Um, and I just think that, you know, that ball there, as it's come back, it, with a little bit more awareness, you do sometimes what Burn does. You just put it out of play. We regroup, we defend, we go again. Um, and sometimes maybe that simplicity just needs to be added to it, uh, to a, not just his game, but Shaw's game as well. But I also understand that they're not built like that. They are ball-playing centre-backs and they like to keep the ball mm. in possession. So just one game off for yeah. me, uh, for both Shaw and Botman. I'll give them the same for different reasons. Seven. Well, and then, of course, Botman has called up to the Dutch squad now as well. So that that's uh, great for, for him. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, big big difference in our score is there five and seven people. We'll move on. Um, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying not to be too sort of negative. Like to be fair, I, I wouldn't argue with the with, with the with the fives or even lower for those two. But um, I'm just trying to. <laughs> Continue you know, the what, you know sections of the Newcastle fans. Yeah. Um, not necessarily in the chat, by the way. Our chat is amazing, but um, yeah, they they will always jump on us regardless. Let's 
let's move on. So let's go to Burn. Um, I have no notes about that, but I thought Burn Bond had, had a solid enough game. He, he you know, like he was having Brendan Johnson for for a lot of the game, I think. Um, I given him a six point five uh, for my rating. Um, and he, uh, like he's he's. He, he was for me. He was better than than Sharon Botman, but he wasn't at the the level of trips. So that's why I've gone for six point five for for Burn. Absolutely right, Daz. Which is why I've put Burn in the middle, seven point five, um, in between um, Trippier and the centre backs. I was actually really impressed with how he handled um, Brennan Johnson at times, and and anyone that came down his side, I thought he defended very very well, and um, he. You know, he, he was never destroyed for pace or or beaten down there like like really really badly. Um, I thought he defended well. Uh, I thought he marshaled his area at times, particularly in the first half. He did try and get forward, um, but yeah, I, I, I can't I can't I can't argue uh, his performance. Um, you know, when everyone, whenever everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean everyone sort of outside of the Newcastle fan base think, oh, he's going to get battered here. He's, he's not very fast. Uh, Brendan Johnson's he's got a lot of pace and blah, 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 whether it's Anthony or whether it's whoever. He always comes and proves people wrong and he did so tonight, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know whether uh, anyone else would agree with that, but yeah, 7.5 for me. No, no, that's fair enough. And I, I'd even I've gone six point five, but I, I could, could be persuaded to go as far as seven for for Byrne because because of uh, Brendan Johnson, he's he's um, performs on, on Brendan Johnson. Um, let's go to Bruno. Let's go to midfield. Next, um, Bruno, yeah, took took a bit of a battering, um, mainly from Shelby, but from a few more as well. Um, Yates got on, in on him as well. He t- seemed to get in on everyone, but um. He was kept some lovely passing passes and through walls. Uh, he was kept qu- quite because I think that was a tactic from Forrest to to get in, nullify Bruno, and then we stopped Newcastle. It was it was, it was their, their route to try and try and get something from the game. All together and giving Bruno seven. Bruno, um, I'm giving Bruno. An eight point five. Um, I thought Bruno ran the show in midfield. Uh, he gave Morgan Gibbs White an absolute runaround on Friday. Honestly, the way he, he Bruno's not the fastest player, by the way, but the way he glides one touch, two touch past the player, and you could see the frustration in the ground. You could see the frustration on Morgan Gibbs White's face every time Bruno got the ball back to goal. He take one touch, two touch, and just glide past him, whether it was on his left or on his right, mm. and he just keep the ball ticking over. It just he just makes everything look simple, and for the first time in a number of games, he looks back to Bruno that we saw beforehand, before his ankle injury. He looks like he's come over his ankle injury. He really looked back, in my opinion, back to his best um, yesterday. And I thought he absolutely dominated that midfield right from the middle, right from the centre. He controlled everything, passes out wide, passes into areas. We talked about the goal that was disallowed uh, from Elliot Anderson, but he plays the pass that breaks the lines, that creates the moment. He's involved in everything. And look, his passion and his desire, and his reaction to both goals when Isaac scores um, just means everything. It means everything to him. 
Um, I think, you know, he's so desperate to drag us up to Champions League football that he's just giving everything to the cause. Um, and yeah, he, he, I think he really taught um, those Forest midfielders a lesson. I really did. Uh, I thought, you know, going back to the point, Shelby went out to, to, to hurt him. It was almost like Shelby was going out to test Bruno's ankle early on with some of the challenges that he was going going in for. But Bruno didn't react. He didn't rise to it. He won the free kicks on the back of it, but he kept playing his game. And there was almost a little bit of Shelby in his comments after the game, although he said there were tongue-in-cheek kind of like falling into this, is that ultimately Bruno Shelby's replacement. Yeah. And Shelby was almost playing against Bruno to kind of prove a point. And he, that's why he was going in on him. He was trying to... You know, not, not saying he was trying to injure him, but trying to let him know that he was there. But Bruno just rises to it, doesn't let it get to him, and just keeps playing his football. And in the end, he just he just taught that midfielder lesson. Um, superb. And if you were to listen to Shelby before the game, he said, "It's just another game. It's just another like he, he he's he has grown up a bit. <laughs> it's taken a while, but he's grown up a bit. But yeah, no, he he was there was a, a game plan to 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 keep Bruno quite. Yeah, and you're right. Um, Gibbs White did did it pull back Bruno at one stage as well. They, they were struggling to contain him uh, a, a bit. But um, right, we'll move on. Let's go to Longstaff. Um, Longstaff. Um, I have no notes written down on, but altogether I gave him a, a seven. Um, he had to put a, a solid performance in. Um, cut the, cut the ball back a few times. He, actually, yeah, there was one where he on the thirty-fourth minute where he he did kind of deflect, deflection of a shot and he hit the crossbar. But um, solid game from Longstaff. Like, uh, nothing, nothing negative to say about him. Um, for me, um, Longstaff. Yeah, I'll give I give Longstaff an eight. I thought Longstaff played really well. I thought he had a good game. I think he he went about his business really well. I thought he covered a lot of ground. He did a lot of the doggy work that we we've come to expect him doing in the game. You know, had a couple of opportunities that was unlucky with hit the bar. Uh, one of them was just over. Um, but he's growing into his position. And again, I thought I thought he had a really good game. Um, Again, really dominated the, midf- the, the midfield alongside Bruno um, and, and alongside Willock as well. And that's where ultimately at times we won the game because we dominated those positions. The amount of times we won the ball back because we were pressing high, we were causing them problems. But I love Sean Longstaff for his defensive work as well. The things that we don't see. Like, like I, I love, you know, from corners, for example, when we're in attacking corners, he's always the furthest man back. He's the last defender. And he does a job for the team that way. And he's done that all season. It's just little things like that that he just takes responsibility for um, that I like about Sean Longstaff. Um, and he's been criticised before. We've backed him throughout the season, Daz. But, you know, he, he seemed like he was back to his old self um, yesterday and put in a really good performance. So, for me, A. Pete, I'm just laughing to myself. I'm thinking back uh, about a year ago, more no, more than a year ago. And uh, uh, it was like Sean Longstaff. Let him go to Everton. Let him go there. It was like we we, we had kind of a rid him off of that stage. That was an under the Bruce era, of course. But uh, he has he has uh, turned around and Eddie Howe has got the best out of him again. So fair play to him. Um right. Let, let's move on. Let's go to Willock. 
Willick. Uh, we touched it on a bit in the, in the game and in the, the the chances, the early chance. Uh, I I will have, was back in Willock to to score uh, for us in, in this game. It didn't happen. I thought it nearly did though, and very early. Uh, of course, then it was the assist for for Isaac and just all around play was 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 class again for for another week uh, second game in a row. Uh, I given uh, Willock uh, an eight. Um, <coughs> Willock gets a nine for me. Um, I thought he was outstanding yesterday. Um, not only does he, he get the assist, but um, on top of that, I just thought he was brilliant again. Um, we asked the question, you know, could he put back-to-back performances in and be as good as he was against Wolves? I thought he was. I thought he was just as good as he was against Wolves. Exactly the same against uh, Nottingham Forest. Um whether it's left, whether it's right, he runs with the board, he commits defenders. I've, I, I mentioned to you about him adding to his repertoire of his ability to cross the ball effectively, not just cross the ball for, for crossing's sake, but to put it in areas that are dangerous for our players to come on the end of. He seems to have added that to his game. And there's an air of confidence about him. He looks confident in what he's doing. He looks happy. He looks like he knows his job on the pitch. Um, and... It's great to see. It really, really, really is great to see. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how he moves forward. Um, I've got to be honest. Um, with the likes of Calvin Phillips in the England squad and Mason Mount, who have had horrible seasons, either both of them, horrible seasons. I'm surprised that Sean Longstaff or Willock have not been considered. I really am. Um, for me, I think um, Sean Longstaff for, for defensive abilities and Willett for driving players forward, I think should have been deserved at least a call-up, in my opinion. There's not a massive pool of, of quality sentiment fielders, but I think with the way they've both performed over the course of the season, where Newcastle are right now, going and talking more specifically, Willett should be in that conversation. I, I, I would go along with that as, as well, Pete. Um uh, to be considered uh, at least for for that in called the recent uh, squad announcement there a little bit of checkers as well uh, I don't know if you've seen that again nice that'll be on uh, soccer sorry, or uh, on soccer aim for sure um right moving on let's go to Murphy Murphy put in a few good crosses uh following on from a good display against Wolves. Um, I know, yeah, I, I, my, my, my markers are a bit more on the lower side than yours, but I've gone 6.5 for Murphy. Um, Murphy, Murphy gets an eight for me. Um, I really like, I, I really like Murphy the last two games. Look, we, 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 we've had our opinions on Murphy, the, the whole fan base has. Um, no one would have been sad to see him leave in the summer. Or even in January, but I tell you what, he's coming to the he's coming to this team <clears throat> in a moment where we need him, with especially with Miggy being out, <clears throat> and he has deserved his starting berth. I think I think his directness, his pace, his ability to cross the ball and commit defenders is exactly what we need right now. We've simplified our game. We've simplified our game in attacking areas and to take on a man, get a ball into the box and make sure attackers are in there, in there sniffing. And we're doing exactly that. And and Murphy has epitomised that. He did it in the Wolves game in the first five minutes, three or four good real crosses into the box to cause problems. He was doing so last night, driving at players, committing players. Um, 
and he looks genuinely happy. He just looks happy to go about his his business and do his job in the right way. Um, so for me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm giving I'm giving Murphy an eight. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on. Next up is ASM. Now ASM was was injured uh, in that first half. He had a, some kind of a hamstring issue. Was replaced by Anderson. So it's it's not a. Re- I, I'm going to give him a five, but it's because he he was injured and and it, it didn't uh, go. This, this, he didn't do much before that either. But who knows when when he picked up the injury. Um, it just was brought to our attention, I suppose, when, when he when he was replaced in the second half on, on TV. They, they didn't uh, make much noise about it. And then Eddie Howe explained afterwards that he moved Miggy in the centre and uh, Isaac out left and, and uh, uh, because of that issue. But five for me for, for ASM. Um, I'm going to go with a four. Um, I'm going to go lower. That's probably wow. my lowest rating of the season. Um I've got to be honest, that and 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 I've got to I'm I'm basing this purely on his performance. <clears throat> I didn't know about the hamstring injury and the tightness, um, which almost makes sense. But I've never been so frustrated with ASM on the pitch than I was on Friday night, and I was I was very vocal about it in the stands. Um, it wasn't that he was shit; he just didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, like. What is the point of ASM being on the pitch if he's not going to do anything on the ball? And he, he, he frustrates the hell out of me. And I watched him for 45 minutes and he gets the ball in good areas and he doesn't take on a man. He doesn't drive at them. And he's very rarely then putting balls into the box because he'll cut the ball back and play it to another player. That's not what we brought ASM for. That's not what the ASM is that we love and want in the team. So if he's not going to do that, there's no point in being on the pitch. There is no point. So I I, I called it five, six minutes before half-time. We saw Wilson, like, warming up, vigorously yeah. warming up. And we thought it was him. Elliot Anderson was also out there. It turns out it was Elliot Anderson that was being brought on. <laughs> and we called it before half-time. We said, ASM is not coming back on the pitch at half-time. There was no way he was coming back on the pitch. Um, and... I, yeah, I was just massively frustrated with him. Now, if it was a hamstring injury, fair enough. If they've moved him into the forward line, fair enough. But still, if you're not going to have an ASM that's driving at players, that's committing players, that's creating moments into the box, there is no point. There is just no point in having him. Now, the one frustrating thing about it all is that he actually plays a part in the goal. He actually <laughs> plays, you know, he plays the pass to Willock, that Willock plays the ball into his <laughs> Goal. So he'll probably come back and say, "Well, I was involved in the goal," and he was just like he was in Bournemouth against Bournemouth. But that's—it's not enough. We need oh, more. Now, if he's not fit, don't play him. Don't play him because if you're not going to get that Allison maximum from him, there's no point in playing him. There is no point. Um, so yeah, it massively frustrating to me. He just didn't do anything in the game. He didn't do anything of note. Um, apart from obviously being part of that moment in which we scored, yeah. um, but for 45 minutes worth of football, nah, not for me. 
he he I mean just it's just come back to me. He he was doing putting in a kind of defensive shift, right? He he was doing the chase and the press and trying to, to win the ball back. But that was probably before he he's, he felt his hamstring. But uh no, no I think we're, we're we're fair enough. That's what we need not what we need him for anyway. He, it's, he it's, to... that that's not why I judge ASM on, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do, um, whether you're in the chat or whether Newcastle fans in general, people will get mad at him because he's not tracking back, because he's not doing his defensive duties. I'll be honest, we've got fantastic midfielders that can cover that position. I don't really care about that. I judge ASM and what he does in attacking areas. Can he do what he did last week, where he puts through three or four times and creates big moments for us? Can he create moments for us where uh, we win a free kick or, or we gets across into the box that creates a little bit of mayhem. Can he do that? That's what I judge ASM on. He didn't do any of that for me in 45 minutes against Forrest. And, and if you're asking an attacking left midfielder to do a job for the team, it's what he does attackingly, not defensively for me. The defensive side is is the, the 25% of his job. I want to see what the 75% was. And, and yesterday, it wasn't good enough. Um, it's the first time I've thought to myself, um, and other people have had this opinion on him, this is the first time I thought to myself, I genuinely can't see him here next season. I genuinely can't. Well, well that ties in, into the next one, because we, we, we don't, we're going to go to Isaac, but we'll, let's leave him to the very end. Let's go to his replacement, uh, ASM's replacement, Anderson, who came on for the second 45 minutes. And also, keep bearing in mind that We've got uh, Miggy out for six weeks. We've got Gordon out for at least till probably after the Man United game, unless he comes and makes a comeback for that. And then I'm not so sure about that. Uh, and if, do do if you're going to start the next day against Man United, are you starting ASM if he was fit, uh, and or Anderson in that position if we were going for the, the same the same approach? But uh, let's just focus on Anderson. Uh, I've given Anderson a nine. Uh, he came off the bench. He was absolutely lethal. Uh, he, he got the volley. He was he, before that. He, he had made some nice breaks as well. He made a nice run and fell over. I was just thinking, get some proper studs. I was thinking uh, at one point, but uh, no, he, he really gave it everything. Anderson and so and the goal obviously that should have counted, but was was, was ruled out. But uh, altogether, um, I it's it's. It's his time, as as our our team tune goes. Uh, it, it might be his time to, to to start the next day. I know against the Man United, but uh, thoughts on 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 Anderson, Pete, and your rating for him? Um, yeah, uh, I I'm gonna go eight point five for Anderson. Um, I thought he was absolutely tremendous when he came onto the pitch. He gave us the spot that we needed on the left hand side. Um, he gave Aurier the runaround consistently in the second half. Um, he linked the play really well. Um, and I just I just like the way he plays. He just, he's, he's, he, he just wants to get in on the end of things. He's always wanting, wanting to score goals. The goal that he scored that was ruled out is what I expect of a left-sided left midfielder. Um, someone that's on the back post, getting in there, causing problems. Um, always wanting to be involved in everything. Um, I, I, I just, I, I love the way he played and he really, really did bring an impact into the team. And what I've noticed about him, and you can see it in the picture of the team, he's really beefed up as well. Um, fit, physically, he looks big, he looks strong. Um, you know, there weren't many players that could knock him off the ball in the game. But what I loved about 
Ali Anderson and it shows his level of confidence at the moment. The amount of times he made that bending run from, from, from left to right in, and you talked about it when he slipped, he was in on goal. He was in on goal and he was onside and he made the left bending run and he got through and he just slipped over. He'd have been in on goal. He'd been one-on-one. He in the likelihood of him scoring would have been yeah. high. Um, and so for me, um, yeah, at 8.5, really, really good impact performance. Um, and look, that that will give him massive confidence going into the next two weeks. And look, you know, will he start against Man United? Probably not. But hey, if he can come and do that as an impact yeah, player in the next game, I'm all for it. Yeah, I uh, see my, my video is way behind what I'm actually saying, but don't, don't take any notice of that. Um, right, let's go uh, to the main man himself. Let's go to, to Isaac. And for me, uh, Isaac gets a 10. Uh, two goals in the in the game. Another assist uh, for, for Anderson that was ruled out uh, from a sitting position originally. Um, but yeah, following up from his uh, performance against Wolves, we have some player on our hands there. Um uh, then again, uh, the next the next honoree, uh or are, are even someone better than Henri, uh, but he he he's absolutely class, uh, and he's so cool, calm, and collected as well. And even the, the interviews afterwards as well, uh, he's just yeah, he's 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 going to be up there now. He's he's uh, Bruno want to put up his his socks. Bruno's my favorite player, but Isaac is 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 uh, is making the right moves. Uh, ten. Yeah, it has to be a 10 uh, for me. Um, two goals, um, uh, wins is the game. But that's not what I... That aside, that's not what I loved about Alexander Izak. Alexander Izak is everything you want in a striker. Everything you want in a striker. He can run in and behind defenders. He can... Um, he can link the play back to goal. Good foot, good foot movement. Um, he can play a pass. He can come in from the channels. He can score goals in the air. He literally is the complete striker. At 23 years old, you can see him being good all round at everything. And it was such a pleasure just to watch him play for 90 minutes, um, 90 plus minutes. Um, so that question's gone out the window. Can he play 90, 90 minutes? <laughs> Um, and he didn't look tired. He didn't look. He didn't look shattered. He didn't look out of energy. He was still making those runs late on in the game compared to what he was right at the beginning of the game. And he gave Forest centre backs a torrid time. They didn't know what to do when he pops up on the right or for, for Ellie Anderson's goal that was ruled out, or he pops up on the left to score the goal that gets us back in the game. They don't know who to mark. Because he's all over the place, and that's what a top striker does. They keep moving. You know, if you're if you're static and stand still, you're easy to mark. He is not easy to mark, and he is just getting better and better and better. And Craig Hope tweeted out after the game and said, "You know, yeah. wait until he gets fully fit. He is a great tweet. Fit. He's not fully fit and, and, and up to speed, but." He's doing that at probably 80%. You wait until he's at 100%. You wait until he's had games under his belt. You wait until he gets to grips and customises himself to Premier League football. We have got a, a top, top-level striker on our hands. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I fully expect him to get double figures this season. He's one behind Callum Wilson already um, on six goals, if I'm right in thinking. Um, I fully expect him to get double figures. Um, and... 
it's, it's, it's everything that we said. We said it back in September. Once Alexander Izak is fit and is back in the team, he will stay in the team. And there is no way that, uh, that Eddie Howe can drop Alexander Izak from this point now. He is his place. He's the main man up top. And he's the one that's going to drive us forward. And you know what? With his European experience and experience playing against top-level teams and scoring against top-level teams, that's exactly what we want going into these final, this final throw of the season. Nice spine of the team there to build around in the summer. Uh, right, let's let's. Uh, of course, you might have seen this, people. Sky put up this after the, the game as well. So, and this is before um, the games today, and uh, with, with Tottenham drawn their game. Uh, so, so this they had Arsenal. This is for a top four predictor. They had Arsenal at one hundred percent, Man City at one hundred percent. They're definitely nail on. Definitely going to be in the Champions League next year. Man United is saying 90%, uh, 90.3% chance that they'll be in. We're only three points behind them. And yeah. uh, play, play the same again for them. They're giving them 90%. Before today's game for Spurs, they just gave them 31.5%. I have a feeling that's gone down a bit now. Um, and Newcastle, they gave 36.4%. So we're. We're the highest from the in that bunch there uh, to potentially get into the top four. And uh, Liverpool twenty eight point eight percent, and Brighton at twelve percent. So I'm expecting that now this will chop and change with every little detail uh, as it goes on. But it, it was it was an interesting stat that we're we're one of the favourites to get that fourth uh, spot, maybe even the third spot. Uh, but um, that was from uh, from uh, Sky. But let's look at the table piece and uh, see where we are. So we're sitting in fifth spot, obviously, uh, after 26 games on 47 points. Spurs, who are ahead of us on fourth spot, have played 28 games and they're on 49 points. So they're two points ahead of us, but have played two games more. Liverpool are on the same amount of games as us, 26, and they're on 42 points. So they are five points behind us. Same for, for Brighton, but they have played a game less. They're on 42 points. Brentford, who drew today, I think they drew today, didn't they? Uh, Brentford, uh, Brentford due to less, yeah, forty-two <clears throat> points, and uh, so they played the game more. So, uh, and there's more like Chelsea. I think they probably their game did end in a draw. I imagine. Uh, uh, so yeah, that kind of keeps them quiet as well. No harm. Um, for me, it's looking it's looking pretty nice. The nice two green ticks there on beside Newcastle's uh, name as well. That's what we like to see. Uh, Twelve games to to go, uh, sitting pretty. A, a lot to do, uh, but it's, it's in our, our own hands. Um, what do you think, Peter? The table. The table is by far a better reading than it uh, than it was um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago. That's for sure. So, look, forty-seven points. They've got Man United on a ninety percent guarantee of top four. Um, <laughs> We beat Man United at St. James's Park in our next game. We go above them on goal difference. So um, <clears throat> that throws us completely back in the race. Um, but I do agree that we've got a better chance than Tottenham um, finishing in the top four. If anyone's seen the comments from uh, um, Antonio Conte today, um, all is not well in that camp. And no. He's gone in on his players and the owner. Um, and that does not look good uh, for them at all. And, Southampton did us a huge favour in getting them a point. That won't be the only game they drop points between now and the end of the season. So it's a case of can we capitalise? <clears throat> um, so look, we're we're in a really really good position um, at this moment, and with what we've done, we've clawed back what was a difficult period 
us in terms of results. And we've clawed that back with two valuable wins when other teams have slipped up. So what we need to do now is is keep ploughing forward. You know, we've got some tough games coming up. Man, you come to St. James's Park. Can we win? 100% we can. Um, and then we've got three away games on the bounce. So we've got, obviously, the West Ham, um, Brentford, and then Aston Villa. Now, keep an eye on the Brentford situation because um, uh, I've been informed that if, Anna, uh, if, if Ivan Tony gets another yellow card in his next two games, he misses our game. Um, with us because I think he's on nine yellow cards. So keep an eye on that situation because you know, Brentford without Ivan Tony are not the same team. Um, if I'm right, I think he missed the last time he went to Brentford. Um, so keep an eye on that one. Um, but look, someone in the chat has mentioned about Brighton. Um, I, I agree. You can't rule Brighton out. Um, but equally, equally, we we um, we we come we Brighton come to us. Brighton come to us, so you know we, we've got an opportunity to to gain points on them as well. So let's see. Uh, but are we in the race for top four? We are back in that race. There's no doubt about it. But let's see how we kick on after the international break. First of all, Daz, I'm sure you agree. We need players back. We need the likes of Gordon back. We need Alisson Maximum fit if he if it was a hamstring injury. We need Wilson fit. Um, uh, obviously over the course of the next two weeks he's not in the international squad so we need to get these players fit and ready so we can hit the ground running um, in this really sort of difficult period these next four games could really decide where we go this season you know if we can, if we can get two or three wins maybe even win them all if we win them all I think we're I think we we're in the race not just for top four but maybe even third at that point because I think you look at all the other teams around us, they're all playing each other. So it's, it's, a, it's a big one. It is a big one. What do you think, Daz? No, yeah, I think I'm, I see my internet connection is dying again. But, um, you know, it, it is massive. I mean, that's why I put out of the fixtures. Like, this this next game against Man United is, is key. It's, it, it's I think, we can't, we can't, let's not lose it. If, if it's, if it's, if, if we get a point, we're still it's not not a bad thing, but uh, it'd be great to get something from from us. What, what I'm trying to say, coming back from from a, from our um, international break as well, it'll be, it will be kind of interesting. Of course, uh, Casemiro is going to be missing for for Man United. There's not like we're at home. We we can win this this game. Um, so and, and it'll be nice to get a payback from from the League Cup final as well. Uh, then look, but game by game. Uh, then West Ham, like well, we can win all all our games. Uh. Arsenal game will be a tough one uh, towards the, the end of the season. But there's, there's, there's nothing stopping us uh, winning any any of those games. Uh, that, that's but it's, it's Who's going to be available to us? Are we going to have more injuries? Um, will there be another suspension or two? Like Bruno would be key, a key player if, if we were to lose him and that would, that would uh, throw us off. But um, look, it's, it's, it's great to be, be in it, just still in the mix. Uh, we're not just thinking about uh eight seven six fifth but we're, we're still going for third or fourth you know so um it, it keeps it keeps the, the dream alive and, and and the longer that that happens uh, the better and uh so uh, a, lo a lot to look forward to um over in the next 12 games and april is going to be massive look at look at all the games that are on in, in april like man united west ham brentford uh villa Spurs, Everton, and the game that we're we're at loaded that is on uh, Southampton. So that is like one, two, 
seven games there in in uh, in April alone. Absolutely massive. Well, and, um, what's interesting about that, Daz, just just to jump in quickly, is that obviously before that Southampton game, before we caught to Newcastle, we go to Everton on the Thursday. So the Thursday before the Sunday. So it's a really quick turnaround. So we've got a big game home to Tottenham. That could be. I'm not saying that it is. It, I'm not saying it's a decider, but that could. You know, at that point, by the time say, Tottenham come to St James's Park, that could be, you know, that that could be the difference in us pulling away from Tottenham or them doing the same to us. Like it, it's a huge game, and then we go to Goodison Park. Hopefully, it's to relegate them by that point. Um, <laughs> nothing more. Um, I was reminded yesterday that yesterday was a year from the day that we lost at Goodison Park, and that just wound me up a little bit. But then the result last night made me feel better. But um, hopefully we're in a position to relegate Everton at that point. Um, and then obviously the, the game at Southampton um, is, is a big one because the loaded boys are there and we're going to wear, we're going to lap it up and enjoy hopefully another three points. This, you never know, Pete, we could be, we could be saying we've secured European football or some description by that. Wow. <laughs> you yeah. never know. And, and if we're, we're, I wonder where they're going to play. Um, about that uh, Brighton game as well. It can't be in April because there's too many games in April. It'll have to be early May, you know, and it's, it's going to impact here as well and, and that running. So, I'll be honest with you, Daz, if, if they do pluck it in April somewhere, that's not a bad situation. I'm looking maybe, you know, between Arsenal and Leeds or between Leeds and Leicester, they might put it in. And, and look, it is an extra game, but it's at St. James's Park. So yeah. They've got to come to words. So, you know, who does that disrupt more than anything if it's a midweek game? It disrupts them more than us. We we know what we're like under the lights midweek. Um, you know, with, with fans coming in, with war flags, with the atmosphere. At that part of the season, that could be the difference. Um, so, yeah, if good. they put it in anywhere in May, I think you could be right. I think it could well be a May fixture. If they do, hey, I'm, I'm buzzing at that. Let's see. Let's see. That is it for for our uh, match review, our ratings, and our look at the table. So let's go to any questions, Pete. Uh, I know it's very hard when just the two of us uh, to try and man the comments because I haven't clicked the comments at all and I see 554 comments in there. So there's been a lot. But how is uh, the old uh, ones you start? Look at. Yeah, there's some questions in there. Look, if you've got any more questions for us guys uh, and girls, lads and lasses, put, put them in the chat and and we'll throw them your way. Um, uh, first of all, um, Jules is absolutely right. I know Jules had to drop off, but over 200 watching, 250, in fact, plus. Um, click that thumbs up um, if you haven't already. means that more people can see the show uh, and come and join the show. And obviously, if you haven't already, subscribe. If you're if you're someone that's watching the show and you haven't put a comment in, um, you have to subscribe to put a comment in. So come and subscribe and then get involved in the chat. You can see the type of questions that are coming in are, are fantastic. And we're going to come to them in a second. So come and join the chat. We're friendly. Uh, we've got fantastic chatters and brilliant mods in there that, that help and support um, us in what we do. Um, so... Uh, Shall I start with this one for you? I don't know if you want to answer this one, Daz. Oh, from Paul Gallant. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're not. We're not on, on TikTok at all. I I'm, I don't have TikTok. Um, there's a lot of talk about TikTok and Chinese uh, potential uh, the spyware on on uh, a lot of government um, deep, um, 
agencies are, are getting their employees to to remove it from uh, their their phones. But uh, no, we're we're not on TikTok at all, Paul. Maybe it's a trick we're missing, but um, we're, we're not not yet. Uh, we're not on TikTok. No, uh, watch this space. Let let's see, let's see how the land lies. Um, uh, so Pete being in the ground, what were you thinking when the goal was disallowed? I was just thinking, where the hell is my keys? Um, <laughs> two one up. Where's my keys? Uh, to answer the question quickly, but when it was when it was disallowed, my, my, my uh, when I had time to process it, my thought was, you know, are we going to be able to create another chance to win the game? Uh, luckily, we did. Uh, we created a couple actually. Um, uh, so that was that was the positive thing. Um, question for us, um, not necessarily Newcastle related, but Lisa's put in there. Just watching the Conte match um, interview, not not necessarily a question, but um, do you think that's going to hamper Daz um, Tottenham going into um, you know after the international break? But I'll ask you an additional question: Do you think that Conte is going to make? The international break and still be in charge of top. Oh, um, I did read some. I, I haven't heard the the Conte interview, but I did read something earlier today about um, that. Yeah, that they, that they haven't started looking for a replacement yet, but it, um, it, it's everything. Is it like family, personal reasons, even health issues for for Conte? That that it's just not not going for him. Um, it, it, he's he's on the way. I'd be very surprised if he's there next season. Really, really surprised, but I, I didn't even consider him him, him uh, leaving before then. Um, uh, no, I think he'll still he'll stick the season out. Um, I, and you know, I hope he does because leave it the way it is. They were missing a few players as well. Let them rumble on the way they're going, and that we we'll, we'll overtake them then hopefully. Um, but yeah, I don't want to like potch to come back or something like that uh, and then to get a buzz off that and go on a march and put us in danger mm. I, I don't know whether they're going to bite the bullet I really um, I'm really not sure um, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I keep changing my mind about it I, I really do uh, I, I'm not quite sure what, what they're going to do um, then again I suppose like Patrick Vieira is there or the saviour himself, Steve Bruce, if they want to take him on, well, work away. Yeah. But but, but you, you made a good point, Daz, is that like, what other managers are out there? They've got Pochettino, but is Pochettino the right man to bring in at this point in the season or do you want to give him mm. a full summer to bring his own players in, to get them a pre-season under their belt? There's a lot of different questions with regards to that, of whether, it, you know, what is the right, the right decision for me? I don't really care. Um, there was one person in the chat, and I can't find the comment now, that actually they said, keep containing the team, but, uh, keep containing the club from our perspective because yeah. the players will clearly be pissed off tonight and they'll clearly be annoyed and the relationship will be broken, which could actually fall in our favour. So <laughs> a, it, that I thought that was a really good point. I, I can't find the comment. but I, I'd, I'd agree 100% with that because that's, that's the way I thought about Ronaldo and Man United. Keep Ronaldo at Man United for as long as he can because everything has gone to shit when he was there. And as soon as they got rid of him, look, they went on a, a march after that. So, uh, um, yeah, it's the same with Conte now. 
<laughs> Definitely. There's, I, I'll answer these now just to get them out of the way. Um, <laughs> have, you, have I ever heard of zips? <laughs> Look, they're in, they're in my jogger pockets. They didn't have zips, unfortunately. Um, and would I put, have you ever thought about trying your keys to your phone or a long piece of string? Um, <laughs> You guys are having me on. Uh, look, I, I did have zips in my coat pockets, but I didn't want them to just like be in there for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was the last thing I was thinking about. I was just thinking about getting in the stadium, scoring, and going absolutely mad. Um, no, but, yeah. that, that's a good point, though. It, it already happened once, and you you didn't put it in the zip pocket then. So, I, yeah, that's your own fault then. I'll be honest with you. There was still next to me. <laughs> After the second time I lost my keys, the steward next to me, he's the one that told me to put my resin pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my resin pocket, but I put my keys in there. I left my phone in my job uh... pocket. And then when the, when, the, when the winning goal went in, I lost my phone. So then the, the guy next to me, Adam uh, from True Fame, Adam Woodrington, Adam Woodrington, great guy. Um, he was just like, he literally like ushered the phone in my pocket and was like, <laughs> Get it in there now. Like, just keep it in there. I was like, right, okay. Uh, my bad. If it happened again, he was taking it off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confiscated. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you, you're right, Simon. You're right to, to banter on that. I deserve it 100%. But um, some really, really good questions popping in. Um, John Askew, um, thank you for joining us. Great to have you on. Um, he said, even in everyone that has... Anderson puts himself in the frame for Man United. What a prospect. I think he's only 20. That's what you think. I, I, I briefly touched on it, but would you have him start after that performance at um, Man United at St. James's Park next game? It, it, it all depends on who's available to us. Look, we know Miggy's going to be gone now for six weeks, so he's not going to be around. Gordon, I don't, you know how Eddie Howe won't rush someone back and he's that's a, that's right in fairness he doesn't no point bringing gordon back at half fitness uh and if asm whether it's the hamstring injury or whatever is going went, went on there that if he's not right don't don't start him either why not throw him in then yeah uh, look i'd be glad of, of him coming off the bench and doing the same thing again next week or in two weeks time but uh I have no qualms about putting anderson in uh we we, we are we are down to Having 11, 12 players to, 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 to play from, uh, and we'll, we'll have Joe Linton back now as well, so that'll, that'll alter things as well. We can uh, a few more permutations and who, who would start, but uh, I'd, I, I, I'd, he's in the mix for sure, John. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely in the mix, and, and there's a few other really good comments that have popped up as well. Um, it was, in fact, Ian Toon Trader, good man. Uh, thank you for joining us that made the comment uh, with regards to context. Sorry, I couldn't find it, but um, top man for that as well. Um, I'll come to some more, lots more. Um, just just a comment here, tribute for Prime Minister. Content an absolute meltdown for the Spurs game. Perfect timing for us. You are absolutely right. Um, it's the second time this season the on-field officials have allowed a goal that was wrongly chalked off by VAR. Um, this time, though, it ultimately didn't cost us any points. You know, are you thinking, Daz, that, that, that there is something at play here that, that you know, teams or, or officials are just not wanting Newcastle um, to win matches? I've got to be honest with you. I It ran through my mind during the game. I was thinking the fact that uh, Tierney was not giving 
there was anything and the fact that there was at least three Forest players that should have been booked in the first half and they weren't. Uh, it was almost like thinking, this is not going to go our way because they're just not giving us anything. Um, what do you think about uh, James um, I'm not. I'm not biased. Sign up to the conspiracy theory, really. Um, look, it's just the ref in question, Paul Tierney. He 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 did let a lot go. Other refs would have would have booked Shelby early, would have booked Yates early, and and set a standard for the to the game to, to follow. Uh, with with the the goal, look, he he gave the goal, uh, and then VAR brought him uh, to, to the the monitor as we can see in the picture uh, to look at it. Um, so. Um, I just um, the other thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm ruling out a conspiracy theory in that one. I don't think I, I, they're trying to slow us down in, in some some way. But they'll have some job to do it anyway. We're, we're, we're going to steamroller into next season. It, it's coming, so I might as well let it happen. So it'd be a, a, a futile task to try and slow us down. But uh, Gary Neville and um, Carragher as well. Uh, Gary Neville was kind of focused on uh, the, that. Luckily enough, uh, that the Newcastle did get the goal because all our focus would have been on that the VAR decision and uh, like uh, the touched on it. Um, Eddie Howe didn't see how how it would have been ruled out. Uh, he even said, uh, <laughs> "I'll have to check the rules." You know, and if Eddie Howe doesn't know the rules, no one knows the rules. But uh, and then I know Sky put up kind of uh, text describing the rule and stuff like that. But, it should have counted, uh, but it just lucky enough, it's it's not going to play. Uh, not that it comes down to goal difference, but we have a good enough goal difference anyway. So, but yeah, no, uh, we'll 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 move on into the next one. Uh, if, if there's going to be conspiracy theories, they'll come in the main night again. They always do. They always do. You're right, and hopefully they they turn out. Look, I'm always there for a conspiracy theory. I think they're always up against us. Um, but look, we're there to bash them down. And hopefully we do again against Man United. But um, uh, there's a few others here. Uh, CJ's put Stamford Bridge is falling down. Would you agree? Falling down, falling down, Stamford Bridge is falling down. <laughs> yeah, and all the money they threw out, like all the, the, the squad, the players they have in their first team, second team, third team, and their teams in Europe and wherever else, it is, it, it's, it's a bit of a disgrace, really. Now, I, they should. The, I hope they do stick with Potter because he will get it right eventually, you know. And uh, I think it would be harsh on him to, to try and get rid of him now. He he picked up a few results there recently as well. They're still in the Champions League as well. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's great. They, they won't be uh, let it fall down now. They won't be falling down next season. He, he they'll they'll be up there fighting for it next season. They have the they have the squad. They have, and they'll bring in more players in the summer. But they'll go. They'll we'll. Put in for a bid for player, they'll gazumpus. You know what's going to happen. It's, 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 this is Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. And Mark Todd said, um, lads, is Willock coming of age? I think the break has done him good and he's been absolutely class. What do you think? Do you think, um, do you think this is Willock now kind of stepping onto a new level? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, the only thing is, is that for, and I have said it a few times, people are sick of me saying it, but he, he, he got up to a standard before an international break for the World Cup before, and then it came back and we didn't see it. So hopefully the break doesn't disrupt him again. But back at, at you, Pete, you're, you're calling for him to, to be in the England squad now, uh, and, and being in, in, in the mix for it anyway. Um, he, he's been, he's been outstanding the last couple of, couple of weeks. Honestly, um, people might disagree and might think that, that that's that's crazy, but 
I'm looking at the pool of England midfielders. You've got the likes of Henderson that's coming towards the end of his career, um, that's been a regular. And you need to look to the next group of players, young players coming through. You've got Longstaff that's 24-25. You've got Willock that's 23 years old. For me, Willock's probably got a better chance of getting into that England team because of his ability to get forward and back. He's, um, it, what he does in attacking areas is just as good as what he does defensively. And I just think... I, I think that if if Southgate is smart, he should be looking at at least bringing a player like that through. When Newcastle are performing like we are in the Premier League, you look at those type of players. I'm not being funny, but there are other England players that have got England caps. James Ward-Prowse, for example. Great set-piece player, but in-game, not great, in my opinion. Um, and there's other players over the years that have got England caps for less that have played in a team that are not performing as well um, as Newcastle United are. Um, and I just think that they should at least give a look to Willock and see how he performs in England. He might not do well and he might not get another cap, but you don't know until you try a player in that position. And like Botman, there is no better feeling than seeing a player getting called up to the national squad because having the experience of playing in and around those type of players can only elevate a player. And for me, Getting someone like Willick into the England squad or Longstaff can only elevate those players and make them play better. Um, on Ward Prowse, won't say anything bad said about him today. He he got he uh, he got that goal uh, against Spurs. So cheers, cheers to that. Uh, and on Willick and Longstaff, if you have any Irish ancestry, uh, come on, come on, join Ireland. Uh, we only need uh, ten or uh, or nine more players, and we can have a decent squad then. So yeah, you're more than welcome to join Ireland if if if, you, if uh, Southgate doesn't pick you for the English squad. <laughs> I knew you'd try and, try and grab, them, <laughs> grab them from the Sasha We have to. We have to. Um, uh, okay, um, uh, just a comment here. A view from the South Stand. Um, a brilliant guest that we had earlier on in the season <laughs> from uh, Away Days. Uh, we did you a lot of favours today. You definitely did. And thank you very much. I hope there's three or four, maybe five more favours you can do for us between now and the end of the season. Uh, but great time. Yeah, you can do us a favour on the 23rd of April. That would be yeah. brilliant. <laughs> and four or five others as well. Yeah. Uh, that, with regards to that. Um, he's asked a question. He put me on there, but I'll ask it to you, Daz, in fact. Has Murphy gone up in your estimations now based on the last two games and what he's done for us in the team? Yeah, it, it kind of... Um, right, back, I'll switch it back to you for a second, Pete, because you, you, you yourself and Chris were... were Adamant, get rid of Murphy, 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 get on. But he, he did start to pick it up in, in like his his cameos that he came on and he did well and he, he deserved his start in the last two, two games. Um he's he's a decent squad player. Um he'd be a decent squad player next season as well because we're going to be battling in some kind of European competition and cups as well and rotation. You know, it, it's he's he's going to be good 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 enough to, to if he keeps up the same level of performance and come off the bench and can do the job so he's he's not a he's not a starter into next season but he's he's a, he's a squad player and a decent one and yeah. he gives everything he's a Newcastle fan he, he does give everything he loves it like so you, you, you can't look at he's living our dream <laughs> you know so fair play to him you know what you know what does uh, what what is he now 27 ish I don't know his exact age, but as as a Newcastle fan and uh, who has family that are, are from Newcastle that live in Newcastle, and he knows the club, 
if, if he, that aside, in fact, if he's happy to just play a squad role and come on and do jobs like he's doing and play important roles when players are injured, mm. as they are right now, and come on and do things like this, I haven't got an issue with that. He's yeah. not on a massive wage. As long as he's happy and you're not going to see in the papers, which you wouldn't because Murphy's not like that. You can see his reaction. He's so happy. Yeah. He's enjoying being and enjoying the moment. You look at his brother, for example. His brother's gone the opposite way and that's no disrespect for him. It's just maybe choices and clubs that he's moved to has just not worked out. He's moved to Newcastle and he's living the dream right now. Um, you know what? Yeah, I, I was alongside Chris and that getting him out of the club, get him out. We need a new body in there. But there are, I'll be honest, there are other players that you would move on at this point. Yeah, Ryan Fraser, Matt Ritchie, Jamal Lewis, all players that I would move on ahead of someone like, like Jacob Murphy. Because Jacob Murphy right now is actually making a difference to this squad, in this team, our performances on the pitch. So fair play. You know, I'm quite happy to turn around and say that I'm wrong and, and I've been proved wrong. And he has in recent weeks, proved me wrong. And that's what we want as Newcastle fans. We want players to prove us wrong when we when we, when we we kind of point the finger at them. We did it with Miggy, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was just about to say that. Miggy proved me wrong. And, and he, I think he proved uh, Chris Chris Wasp wrong as well uh, from Parliament the time. He's, he always gets a slag in the mouth. But like a, link it back to that first squad game one. Uh, we, we Three... Uh, well, I'd say the only one that wanted was going to keep him was was Richie, and then uh, he turned it around from that. And like, and uh, but yeah, fair play Murphy. Yeah, definitely, definitely fair play Murphy. Um, uh, there are lots of others. Um, hold on, let me go through. Uh, just a quick one here. How long is Forest away from you? Well, Leicester is probably about half an hour, half an hour, forty minutes away. Um, depending on traffic, not too far away from me um, at all. Uh, nice and easy. Um, I don't know anything about this, Daz, but um, uh, Jan is put, apparently we're in advanced talks with Madison um, and or at Ma- 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 Diaby and at or Madison, I think. I think both mm. players. Yeah, I've well, not I heard anything personally. I don't know if anyone in the chat has heard anything. I haven't. I haven't heard about advanced talks, but I, I see Diaby's name mentioned, and is it a sixty-two million uh, fee and Arsenal and and uh, it was that coming from ninety minutes, I think, uh, where the quote came from. But uh, yeah, it's 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 just again, it's it's starting up the summer the summer transfer window talk. Madison, look every every week, this this talk about Madison. So uh, a long way to go yet. I did see something, and it, uh, whether it was from, I, I don't think it was from an official channel, but I think someone had made a comment that apparently um, Leverkusen have put a £62 million fee on DRB's head for the summer. Um, yeah. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Look, we'll get into the transfer show in the summer when, when, when it matters, not, not right now. But, but um, would you pay that if that was the fee? Would you pay that just off the bat? Um- uh, yeah, I, I, that's the kind of money we will be paying for for someone of that obvious quality, or someone else. Uh, um, I haven't I haven't heard an awful lot about him recently. I've I've focused in on the guy you were talking about before, uh, Florian Waltz. Sorry, well, I can't pronounce the name right, but uh, he's played for the same team. Yeah, he, he, uh, he looks decent. Uh, well. um, if I'm yeah. right, yeah. 
he looks decent yeah, there good. as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's so many names, uh, so little time, so many shows. Uh, keep you entertained right through the summer. That means no summer holidays for us, Pete. <laughs> no, there never is, and uh, there never will be again with transfer news on the Funny Lady Podcast. I used to enjoy transfer news. <laughs> Now we get hundreds a day. Uh, but look, we'll, we'll be coming back with you with more transfer news over the summer. That's for sure. But let, we're going to get all the football content out there first for what's in front of us with football matches before we start doing transfer talk. I know you know my channels are doing transfer shows right now, but we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, definitely not. Um, question from Yano. Welcome, Yano. Great to see you back in the chat. Um Hope all is well and family as well. Um, so do you now agree that Wilson um, is a championship <laughs> He's simply not up to the rigours of the Premier League. Guys, I want to get your thoughts on that. Oh, God. Yano. Yano's been waiting in the long grass to, for, for the day that he could he could uh, launch that one. Um, of course, linking back to squad game two, Yano uh, put um, Wilson in the, in the championship category. Um, no, I... Wilson will come good again for us and for um, for whoever potentially takes him next. And he'll, he'll stay in, in, in the Premier League. He's not going to the Championship. Um, so I, I don't think his Championship quality is, is better, way better than that. Um, it's just that, as Eddie Howe said, he, he didn't train this week. Uh, there was I, th- I thought Eddie Howe was going to bring him on at halftime. And if we, if Isaac hadn't scored that leveler right before halftime, I think he would have really seriously considered uh, doing it. Um, so, but no, yeah, no, you have to wait another while yet to say, I told you so. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, okay, more coming in. Uh, great question from Will. Uh, is Joe Linton walking back into the team against Man United? And who for? That is a tough one. He's, he should be back in the team. Um, at the moment, do you put ASM, Murphy, uh, I know they're playing a different role, but to, to, to ASM, I suppose, for now, um, unless it, it'll be ASM or, or um, sorry, I'm going for Joe Linton will come in for ASM. Um, that's the way it's looking so far. Uh, and have that combination going with, with, with Willock and Joe Linton again. 100% agree that. Um, Joe Linton will come back on the left. Joe Linton and Willett will, will link up again on that left-hand side. They had a great connection early on in the season. 100% ASM will be back on the bench again and come in as an impact player, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You look at Wiley Anderson's done off the bench as an impact player. ASM has done the same in previous games. This is a squad game. Literally, I'm not, I'm not saying this, <laughs> like but this is a squad game. And, and look, um, ASM, I, I have to say, I don't know if any of you have seen the content with, because um, a lot of people are saying, you know, ASM, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. He looked genuinely happy and buzzing as the players were coming off the pitch. Um, it, he wasn't yeah. sulking, he wasn't down. Like, he was buzzing. He was in and amongst everything and hugging and clapping and all the rest of it as players were, were, were in and around things after the game, we saw it uh, in the stands and the content that we saw from Newcastle. So it, it doesn't look like someone that's unhappy. 
actually at being subbed. He, he, he didn't necessarily look unhappy at being subbed. So that makes you think that maybe there is there was a hamstring injury involved. And I only found that out kind of like um, oh. after I got home. Uh, that that might have been the case. Like, whereas normally, if you're if you're dragged at half time, you're 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 genuinely pissed off. You didn't look like that at all. Um, that was my observation. But what, what were you going to say there? Sorry, I, I was going to say um, I'm I'm going to go to something that I told you I forget to, to play it, Pete. Uh, this is your video from from uh, at the end of the game. So let, oh. let's play away with that. Uh, so it's it's just uh, under a minute long, but it gives you an insight into the the, the crowd's reaction right after the game. I didn't see any keys or phones flying there, Pete. So, the steward's pocket at that stage has the yeah. for you. <laughs> Literally, uh, that gave me goosebumps. That did, honestly. If, uh, I we walked that like walked, everyone was walking down the stairs, and like we were in there half an hour after the game. Like people were still singing and dancing. We were still in there, and I got to the bottom of the stairs, and there was like a little bit where. You, got the railings and I was just kind of like just just stood there just looking around like singing with everyone else and it was just like how times have changed that that was my thought that was going through my mind like how times have changed like like the previous owner the drab football the horrible results away from home and we we still traveled regardless across the country to see our team and to see them perform like that, it almost it was it was quite emotional, really, to see us 25, 30 minutes after the game, like celebrating and supporting, and you know, every, people that don't even know each other. Half the guys, I was high fiving and bear hugging and all sorts. Like you don't, this is the beauty of away games. Why I love away games more <laughs> than any other because the feeling you get, particularly when you win, like you, you like the, oh, I, I can't explain it. Just it's an unreal feeling, like the, the celebrations, the the moments you have with people that you've never met before, probably won't even see again. But in, just in that moment, you just feel something, and it's uh, yeah, brilliant. Honestly, I was just just admiring everyone that's celebrating around um, uh, and, and, and kind of just enjoying the moment because we've had so many away days where we haven't been able to do that. And we're able to kind of savor every moment on Friday, which was great. So, it's all the ad ad adrenaline and the endorphins from from the whole the whole experience. Uh, but yep, cool, Pete. Uh, let's go on to the next questions. Uh, yep. Uh, so Bobby says, beat West Ham, help them to get relegated, sign Piquetta in the summer. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think Dan Lawless will have something to say about that. Um, yeah, 
beat West Ham. Why not? And uh, they, they were they were difficult when we we did play them um, already this season. Um, help them get, get them relegated. I don't think they're going down though. I I, I think they'll. And there was. There was a percentage thing as well. Sky showed on uh, for who to get re- relegated, and West Ham were were like ten percent or something like that. That they were the lowest uh, chance. I know that can happen, but no, I don't think they're going to go down. Same Piquet, I'd, I'd still I'd still go back from um, at a decent fee, at a reduced fee, if they're if they're willing to do that. That's the key. <laughs> Don't pay fifty million for him. That's for no sure. way. No, twenty five. Especially if they get relegated in the first season, they can't justify that. But um, yeah, yeah it, it's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> this is just a comment, really, from John Two for Life. I wonder how much Tony has on it for ten years. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. Look, I'll be honest, guys. I want to get your thoughts on this. That would be a huge miss for Brentford if they, and a huge plus for us if he gets a yellow card in the next two games before we play them. Oh, I will. Yeah, he's their best player. So, um, it, it definitely um, too far ahead. When, when do we play them again? Um, sure, I have it here. Uh, d- 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 Brentford at the eighth of April. Uh, we go there. Where it's the week after Man United because we play West Ham midweek in between. Okay, so it's coming up. The next, it's our third game. Yeah, but I think yeah. they have a midweek game as well at the same time as us. So I think if I'm right, I think I could be wrong. They've got two games in which he could get a yellow card, which could then put him out of the of the Newcastle game. Ah, oh, yeah, every little helps. Why not? Yeah, too right. Um, uh, Craig needs to put this on earlier on in the chat tonight. Put Brighton are the team to keep an eye on. Um, uh, do you think that people are discarding Brighton a little bit uh, too easily? I think they are. We even in a, even in a show with Charlie the other night where. Um, um, there was kind of Brighton were kind of out of the picture, but like they're not, they're 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 and like they have followed us, they've matched us to some degree as well. And like from when we got promoted, like they should have won that 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 um championship, and they even had the scarves ready to go, uh, with the um, winners and everything else. But um, yeah, they've 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 always been kind of toe to toe with us in, in a way, and they've been ahead of us a lot of the time as well. So I, I wouldn't rule Brighton out. They're a decent side. They've got some very good players. Um, I think we'll 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 finish ahead of them, uh, and we'll. Uh, so I don't think they'll they'll worry us. Uh, but I wouldn't rule them out completely. No. No. How would you? No, no, I, I wouldn't rule them out. They're, they've got, they've got the ability and the quality of football to, to really matter a, a challenge. Whether it's for the Champions League, I'm not quite sure. They're certainly in the race for Europe. Yeah, and I actually think they could keep someone like a Chelsea out of Europe potentially, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even maybe even Liverpool, depending on how well Liverpool get on. Um, so it, it could be that you know Newcastle and. Brighton keep the, the Liverpool and Chelsea out, out of European football or certainly Europa League football this season. And I'm, I'm not ruling them out of that, but I just think, you know, they do have, I mean, they drew leads, so they do have the ability to drop points here and there. And whether they've got the ability to carry it on in the business end of the season where the pressure's on, we know what they were like when the pressure was on in the championship. They buckled at the last moment. We ended up winning the league off the back of that. So, Let's see how it is, but they're obviously a very different team than what they were before. But equally, so are we. So I, I, 
I think we're at like yeah, as I was trying to say earlier, we, we've been kind of neck and neck for a long time, and they were ahead of us back in, in the Bruce era. But we we're we're slightly ahead of them now, and I think next season we go on that that, and they they'll have to they'll sell players well, so they will slightly go down. They'll, they'll uh, sooner or later they'll 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 run out of the the um the good work that Dan Ashford put in and the team he put in place. And the, the, so it, it, we, we it, give it two years' time, we'll, we'll be well, well, well ahead of Brighton. Definitely. Uh, PDK's mentioned about Brighton. Um, Brighton were very lucky with injuries, uh, two or three, um, and they will drop off. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great point. Um, they haven't really had um, many, many injuries to, to kind of really to, to, to talk about, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, I think that's a more than a valid point um, and, and great to throw points in there. Um, Mark Todd has come back with another one. He's put, has the international break come at a good time or a bad time? We have a few players out with injury um, and Bruno been nursing an injury for ages. Uh, obviously, but to counteract that, we've gone back-to-back wins. So what do you think? Is it a good time to have a break or a bad time? What do you think? We'll only be able to answer that after the Man United game. Um, we, we'll we'll know have 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 players come back from international break with injuries. Uh, have we picked picked up where we left off and continued our good form and get get either a win or a draw against against Man United, or um, or are we gone? Have we lost momentum again? But um, I think it's. It's an, an okay time. I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I'm doing a, a Keith roll. I'm just going to sit on the fence. Oh, it's, oh, it's either good or bad. It has well, to happen. We've got to give him a shout out. We have to give um, our man or double O Stato for away days. Keith roll uh, I mentioned because he did predict the correct result. He did predict a 2 1. Um, anybody that watches away days, um, we have our infamous um, uh, double O Stato that uh, makes all predictions on the scores. And look, our very own Splinter, as we know him as, um, uh, if anyone watches Ninja Turtles, you would know uh, him as Splinter. He, um, he, 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 he did say, he did say it would be a 2-1. He did also say it could well be a 1-1. One, one. So it was a little bit on the fence, but we'll give him this one because he did make the correct prediction. What do you, what do you think, Daz? I actually haven't seen that part of Away Days. I watched, watched bits and pieces of Away Days the other night. I haven't I've been so busy. But, um, uh, yeah, we have to give credit to Keith. And, and again, uh, look at, uh, I don't get, get on uh, the show with Keith. Credit to Keith. Each week he was on and he puts in a lot of effort with, with the stats. And I know he gets abuse from people as well, just in the chat. But look, a fair pay to, to Keith, uh, giving up his time each week to, to, to source the information and then to come on the show and, and go through it. So, top yeah. top man, Keith. And hopefully we get to meet up with Jay in, in April, uh, Keith, when we're, we're over. Uh, looking forward to meeting, meeting the, new, the new Bond. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa's already already named him. <laughs> Just remember, Spencer correctly predicted it. Uh, his, <laughs> his new nickname's already already been had as Splinter, uh, um, Mystic Splinter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he, he... <laughs> 
I love it. Honestly, <laughs> so I can't remember if you're in the chat right now and you, and you mentioned it. Someone put it in the chat on away days, and like I quickly raced away and got the splinter picture from uh, <laughs> and, and we put it on the screen. It'll, but but you are I have to go back and watch it now. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta watch it, it's brilliant. And uh, um, it, to be fair, as you've said, like Keith knows he knows the score, he knows it's all banter, and he enjoys yeah. it. And like you've said, and you're absolutely right. The, the level of detail, and I have to say, every single guest that we have on from every fan of every club have said the same about Keith. They've said the level of detail he puts into his stats and the stuff that he comes up with is absolutely brilliant. They don't have anything on their fan channels of anything of the same ilk as what Keith does. So, Daz, you're absolutely spot on there. Fair play to Keith. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, lovely man. Looking forward to meeting him. Uh, with the boys um, for the Southampton game up in Newcastle and uh, and having a drink with him, uh, really really top top guy. But uh, yeah, the splinter the splinter comment do <laughs> they, they do crease me up a little bit. Um, Jordy Jack, welcome Jordy Jack. He says, "How can Southgate complain about the lack of English players when we won't when he won't pick outside his comfort zone?" And this this comes back to our point about not only Longstaff but 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 Willick. Like, what what are your thoughts, Daz? Yeah, I look at. I don't pay too much attention really to to the, to the 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 English squad. Look, at, I I do when it comes to the the, the championships, uh, like the Euros or the World Cup. But um, I, it doesn't doesn't affect me so much. I I know Mar I see Martin, uh, who half the time he he's English, half the time he's Irish, half the time he's uh, New Zealand, half the time is whatever you have yourself. So uh, he'll have a bit of everything. But um, yeah, he he. he Will it come? Will will that kind of only come when when they change manager when and it's it's a kind of fresh start and um some of the older players that were constant picks will, will be out and and a fresh fresh ideas come in. I think Southgate is what he is now. You you know what you're getting. Uh, you're getting the same thing. Yeah, it's um it's been the same for quite a while now. He picks the players that he's comfortable with <laughs> and that he's known that have, have done him a job. Um, for, for a period of time, but when you're picking Calvin Phillips, it's barely kicked a ball all season. And when you're picking, you know, other players um, in in the team that are not that are not playing well, um, that for me is a big question. Like uh, I, 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 I've been speaking to the twelfth man lads because we talked about it on a previous show. It might have been with Charlie or with the Shields Gazette guys earlier on this week, and we talked about Mason Mount. I think it was Charlie actually. Yeah. We talked about Mason Mount and being with Newcastle. I'm not a massive fan of Mason Mount. Um, I, I don't see the hype and why he even gets picked for England, in my opinion. He hasn't had a good season for Chelsea either. And um, I was talking to them about that and talking to Tobes and one or two others. Uh, because they've been linked with, with Newcastle as well as Liverpool. And I was like, well, I wouldn't take him. And it was like, um, Tobes came back and he said something like, well, you know, there's not other than Bruno. There's not any other player in your midfield that's probably better than him. And I was like, well, it's not about who's better than him now in terms yeah. of stature, but it's about who we can attract. I said I'd much rather a Madison or somebody else in midfield ahead of Mason Mount, especially if he's asking for two hundred and forty grand a week. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. No one's on like one hundred and twenty grand a week more, like or plus beyond that in our whole squad. Yeah. Like, why would we pay and, him that when he's not yep. he's not even on Bruno's level? The other thing, Pete, is that, uh, and I saw um, Martin commenting on it today, there was um, he's changed agent. 
So that's always a sign that he's either angling for a move or look, this is Chelsea. Pay me, pay me, match what's what's coming in uh, in the door, uh, and because he knows that there's more money at Anthony and everything. So I think it's it's just a ploy to get to get a, a bigger contract, really. Yeah, uh, but equally, I don't think Chelsea are willing to pay him that. I think Chelsea are willing to let him go, and it'll be a pay, it'll be a case of who is going to big pay him the biggest wage and who's going to pay yeah. Chelsea the biggest money to get him out. And I don't think Newcastle are going to be that, no, that team personally, but. What I then threw back, and they couldn't agree. They couldn't. To be fair, Toast was like fair, fair play. Is that I think, and in the chat, and Daz, if you disagree, let me know. I actually think Longstaff has performed better than Mason Mount this season. Over the course of this season, I think he's had a better season. And I go back to the Chelsea game um, that we reviewed on, and I, I think Longstaff, Willock. Absolutely drove Mason Mount into the ground. Mason Mount was not good at St James's Park, so he hasn't pulled a penny trees for me. That makes me think that he's not only worth the fee that Chelsea will demand, but certainly not two hundred and forty grand yeah. a week. No uh, way. Yeah, this if if you were getting them for a decent fee and you were and you were getting them like not top even top earner, like it's like just just below top earners then you'd consider him as a, as a, as a player first and he 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 he'd come in and into our first team uh he might he might be rotated a bit but he's not someone i would go break break all budgets to to go get no way no and uh, same uh, i agree and um yeah, craig lee said if he's not good enough for Chelsea, why would he be? Why would he be yeah. good enough for us? And I think that's a more than a fair point. You know, Chelsea in their history and their trophy winning uh, are above us. Quite rightly, they've won a lot of trophies, but for where we're going, I don't think I don't think he's he's in that position um, where he where he demands the two hundred forty thousand pound a week that he's demanding for his move if he goes elsewhere. I just don't think he's worth it. Personally, but look, we're just talking about one season in isolation. Um, a quick question uh, from Craig Lee's Law is still on the ch- chase for Europe. Yes, because it's <laughs> in the Conference League. Once, fingers crossed, they go out the Conference League, he will be shipped out very quickly and it will be a show not to miss. Um, that is for sure. Um, definitely. Uh, hang on, hang on. So, so this this is on the 12th man. You'd actually yeah. evict a victim from, from that. Particular show. I know there's, there's other shows that that Dan does, but um, but you take him out of the twelfth man. That particular twelfth man show, uh, race for Europe show. Uh, uh, wow, Dan Potts is waiting. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> waiting. He's waiting for them to get kicked out of the Europa League to remove him from the from the race for Europe. Sorry. Uh, but uh, I think he's he, he's gone on. He, he's he's appeared on the other show before. He's on he's on that chat as well. Um, so like you know, obviously because they're they're down there in the league, but because they're That'd still be... in Europe, he's still he's still part of the European chat. That that's that, that live eviction would be pay per view event. Mm. I think uh... I'm there for it. I think loads <laughs> of other people as well uh, in the, in the twelfth man uh, are waiting for that to happen. They cannot wait. Honestly, they cannot wait for him to to, to get that eviction. But um, you know, they might win it. He said they're going to win it. So he's so confident that everyone's going, well, okay, you're confident. So if you don't win it, this is where you're going next. So <laughs> I, I, I've got a feeling he's, he's going to disappear off the face of the planet if, uh, if, they, do, if they do lose. There's still some decent teams in there. But the reason why 
is because if they win the conference, they qualify for the Europa League next season. Yeah. But they'll still be in Europe, so they'll still be part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and just talking about the away end and their feelings about everything about the away end. And, and Chantal's put quite rightly, this is why football is the best game in the world. It brings people together. And you are absolutely right. It really, really does. Um, Daz, is a question. He put, uh, would I eat this? But Daz, we have seen a rundown of our games left to play. Perhaps let's look at um, uh, who our rivals for, Ch- uh, for Champions League places have to play. Maybe next that- week. Yeah, maybe that, that that's a good suggestion, would either uh, because um, I was kind of half waiting until we got to ten games left. But look, now with the international break, it might be the time to do that. Uh, get it up, put it together, and then bring the boys on and uh, let's let's talk it out. Um, and maybe even put, put what what we think uh, wins, losses, draws, uh, draws, and kind of do a points total and, and where you, we we all think we we end up. That'd be interesting. It's a show in itself, nearly. Um, so one one for the agenda this week to talk about, Pete. We're planning our shows. Yeah, uh, look, there's a few things in the in the pipeline. So I'm certain for the next couple of weeks. Don't go anywhere. Keep an eye on all things loaded because, uh, the, 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 like I said, uh, myself and Daz and the team have been talking about potential shows this week and there's a few things that could be quite juicy to get involved in. So, yeah, uh, keep, keep an eye on all things. Um, talked about Longstaff with regards to Mount. Um, Yano didn't agree. <laughs> Longstaff, he's... Um, I won't refer to that. but Emoji again. Yeah, that emoji's popped up. Um, I'm only talking about in isolation of this season, not in other seasons. But um, mm-hmm. but two fan four 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 four. But totally agree about Longstaff. So there's a difference in opinion mm-hmm. with regards to that, and that's what we love about football. Um, that's for sure. And um, really to kind of like wrap it up. Um, join uh, two fan. So Pete, take Lee with <laughs> you to the next uh, next away game. Look, me me and Lee used to go to lots and lots of Newcastle away games. Mm-hmm. Uh, up and down the country and in Europe, Champions League, UEFA Cup, uh, all before. And I have tried to try and get Lee uh, a ticket for an away game because he has said to me, look, I'd love to come and, and watch a game. Obviously, it depends on his work and obviously working with Sky and stuff at the moment. It, it's difficult to find time. Um, but more so than anything, I want to get a ticket for him to take him up to St. James's Park. So I want to try and, whether it's between now and the end of the season, I don't know if he can make Southampton, um, but I want to try and get him up before now, uh, maybe the end of the season. Maybe, fingers crossed, Leicester at home. I think that's the last home game for the end of the season. Um, try and get him up there uh, for a game. So hopefully we can um, we, we, we can get him up there for a game. But yeah, uh, definitely. He'd be the the old security guard for me, as he always been <laughs> through the years. That's for sure. And uh, look, it's a, a, I'll end it on. Just this. hold your keys. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Yeah, he'd look after them. There's no, no doubt about it. And John Askew's, but is there now another feel good factor surrounding the tomb, which probably wasn't there a couple of weeks ago? What do you think, that's? Yeah, there definitely is. Um, look, we've had the, the, the feel-good factor right through the, the season and then the, the run-up to, to the Cup. And then with things faltering at base, with playing good teams, uh, our, our 
our solid run came to to an end, but now they're picking up again, and that's a great time that to, to pick up. This is where where you need to put the the the, the run in. But the massive seven games in in April alone to come, uh, and it's not going to be easy. Um, playing two games a week in in, in a lot of those those uh, weeks, but uh, nearly all of them. But um, so. Feel good factors there. We have to maintain it as well. Um, um, but yeah, it, the, the, let's let's see what's around the corner for. We don't have long to wait. Uh, once you get over this international break, it's going to be coming hot and heavy, Ellis. So uh, hang on to your seat. It's going to be a bumpy ride, that's for sure. And no, he's not taller than me, but he's very much much stockier than me. So uh, less <laughs> there, uh, you. It won't once you meet him, you will know that's for sure. But, um, don't uh, no, no mention height and peace. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my god, I swear to you. Um, uh, if anyone hasn't already, um, there's 230 plus watching, uh, 136 likes. Keep clicking that like button, button, and equally, if you haven't subscribed, we've had a new a few new subscribers tonight. Thank you for joining us. Hit that subscribe button and come and join the channel. But equally, honestly, last night. Adam Wigdrinton and, and, and Alex Hurst. <clears throat> Why are all Geordies giants? They're all six <laughs> foot three, six foot four. Like I'm like six, I'm like five ten, and I thought I was like a decent height. Like I'm like I'm, I'm a midget compared to them, and I was just, like looking up the whole time. It's crazy. Like all Geordies are giants. Dunnell, Dunnell. I don't know if he's in the chat. Yeah, those are giants. Some pictures. Yeah, everyone's so tall. Um, but but me and Lee are around the same height. I'm probably a little bit taller than Lee. Um, how, so, how how are you five ten feet? I'm five ten. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not getting into no. I'm not getting into this. Not tonight. Not tonight. Uh, it'll all come. to fruition. Um, in, in April. April. Yeah, yeah. It will. We'll get, 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 get it together. Heights and all <laughs> in their order. And, and, and we'll all be there. Shoes off. Shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you watch you watch one or two turn up in ten turn up with that heel shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Chris will be wondering whether that went missing. But um right. Last piece. <laughs> While we lost piece, uh, let's go to our sponsors to give a shout out. Uh, um, and I'll, I'll continue because Pete comes back in. Pete, I'm going to go to sponsors because we'll forget otherwise. So I want to give a shout out to um, the radiator shed. And uh, as I put Pete and myself in jail there, the radiator shed. And of course, Russ. Uh, and I haven't seen Russ in the chat for a while, but he's been busy. Uh, Talking to, to, to Cal Wilson, no doubt. Um, but yeah, Russ uh, has a range of radiators available and multiple different colors. So check those all out. And you all know the story of where, where to find Russ uh, and at the radiator shed, what he does at this stage in the loaded van. Uh, go check that out. If you need any uh, heating needs, contact Russ. He will sort you out. And or if you know someone that uh, else needs them, uh, as Charlie, Charlie's doing up his, he needs a new bathroom. He's doing up, he's looking at buying a house on Holly Stead on, on Twitter today. So, uh, Russ, on the Charlie. Uh, also, shout out to Bathroom Design, H2O Bathroom Design Co., uh, the Northeast largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroomware. Team Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, uh, 
11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gateshead. And uh, we, you know already, uh, these bathrooms are absolutely amazing. They're good enough for Callum Wilson and potentially more, more members of the Newcastle squad. They're good enough for everybody else. Uh, so yeah, check those out uh, for, for bathrooms or heating needs. Contact Rust or Martin or uh, the lads or contact us and we'll put you in touch with, with the lads. We'll, we'll sort of out there. Um, that is it for the sponsors. Did you want to do one or two more questions before we close out? Um, I don't know if we have any. I've got a bit of Right. Right, thank um, you. So, no, no problem. There was the there was the field there was the field goal factor uh, part from um, uh, from John. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't think there's anything. I, I'm just getting hammered on on the chat from <laughs> my height. Like Lisa's supposed to put on there. I'm told the people. Like I'm just, I'm like, I've just said to her. I've responded. Um, <laughs> I, I, on the back of that, but uh, <laughs> I just put gone. <laughs> I just put. I'm not that. I'm, I'm literally going yeah, through the conversation. On, okay, all right, that's it. On on uh, in April, we will be there in a pub on the Saturday night before uh, some pub we haven't picked it yet. Uh, before the, the Southampton game, we'll get a chart. And uh, you can get go and get get yourself compare height to Pete to see if you're taller than Pete or not. Oh, that wow. and get yourself you taken with, with, with Pete. There you go. And Pete the <laughs> Kid, you get grow bags, not not cops <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this is this. did say only just, so we'll see because it might not be correct. Um, uh, I'll stab a Pete about the same size. Um, I'm not whether that's a good thing or not. Um, I think we need Richie for this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah, Richie is your favourite piece on, on on that one. Yeah, Pete is not sure. Just Chris says no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was I was bending down when we had the program. I was crouching because I was like giving him a bit of a man bear hug. <laughs> I'm not having this. Um, what is going on? Maybe Hold on. What's this one? Hold on one second. I can't, I can't click it. Um, hold on a second. I can't even click Who's it, it from? Um, Mr. Lanzi. This one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> what is going That's on? What... That's where your keys fall out. I don't want to explain it. I I give up. I give up. Um, Peace. You'll have to redeem yourself in in, in April. Um, look, at, we will leave it there for the night while Pete cries into the rest of his brandy. Um, thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Make sure if you and uh, not subscribed, you hit subscribe if you're watching this back. Come and join us uh, this week. We'll be back. He's gone again. We'll be back with further shows. Uh, we yet to talk about and and uh, sort that out. So we will do uh, in due course. Uh, to get rid of this comment, and we'll let Pete say goodbye. <laughs> I keep getting booted out. I have no idea why. It's because you're too sharp, Pete. Good night. <laughs> Take, 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 take
drink it. 